0: All right, so we are so excited to have Sophie Lee from Sophie, well Sophie Partica from Sophie Lee Photography here with us today for an episode on the Unfiltered Podcast. Hello Sophie, how are you? Oh well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So just to start off, could you tell everybody a little bit about what you do? I mean, I know what you do. Kylie knows what you do. You're amazing. We love, we followed you for such a long time. Um, It's been so amazing to see your growth over this period of time. And, um, but there's going to be people who come from areas that aren't familiar with you. So tell us a bit about you and your business, please.
1: Of course. Um, Well, I am A portrait photographer uh, specializing in um, the family journey I guess so from pregnancy and pregnancy newborn and families Uh, it's all I have ever done so I think a little unique in that and then I know sometimes people fall into this after having children whereas I was long before having kids or even thinking about having kids that I was was capturing families so I studied at school I studied full-time at TAFE after school and failed the course but persisted anyway (laughs) Um, lied to get my first job saying that I was actually qualified and then I have worked in studios ever since then so I worked in two three major studios in Sydney for about eight years and then I fell pregnant with my son which as we all know well if you've experienced that how it flips your life upside down and I decided that if I wasn't now, it was never. So it was the time to, to go out on my own. And yeah. I've had my own business. My business turned 10 last year. Uh, and since then, I've gone from working in homes and outdoors to now working outdoors and in my own studio, mm. um, which has been um, a beautiful transition. Um, but I just I just have never been able to completely pull my, or at all, pull myself away from capturing families. And it's only... Uh, the obsession has only grown since having my own. I now have three and um, just that almost um, appreciation with this dash of desperation mm. to capture things um, yeah. for myself, yes, but also for other families um, just seems to increase as my kids get older. Yeah. So um, I guess usually over time people get, oh, how long can I do this for? And, yeah, that's kind of I feel like the opposite um, nice. the, yeah. yeah the level of um it, it just deepens for me now that my son is just he'll be turning 10 this year is not funny you ask me what do you do Sophie and here I am talking about my kids again <laughs> <laughs> oh well I have these children you know it's just so natural but um he's about to turn he'll turn 10 this year and he's up to my shoulder and it's just like hmm. I, I thought as they got older I'd probably photograph them less um and it's it's the opposite again. Mm. I'm just like, oh wait a minute, you've just grown that little bit more. You're starting to look like a teenager. Like, let's get as many photos before that happens. Or yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I think just across the board, like capturing my own family, capturing these moments now when people come in with their first baby, to me, that's a decade ago. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and I'm like, Oh my god, you, you guys don't even know how much you want to <laughs> capture this and yeah. you're gonna want that and you're gonna want
0: that. But
1: yeah. I always so, think yeah. about the things that I didn't get with my own girls when
3: they were babies and I'm like you have to get this like I need to make sure you have all of this because you will regret it if you don't
1: yeah if you do not have a 16 by 24 inch print of the tiniest like crease of your baby's Mm -hmm. foot you're gonna never like you won't live it's it's just um it's just a funny thing because now I guess like for the three of us who have been in the game for a long time like Mm. we're We've been doing this before socials and and mm. all of that um and and have you know old, like slightly older kids i guess rather than babies now but mm. it is just a, a realization that if you don't do it you you never get that back you yes. never get that shot again and i think you sort of think that but when you have older kids and they're just like you don't want to kiss their feet anymore mm. you realize like <laughs> shit that's it isn't it like that's gone now so <laughs> no, even sniffing their head i'm like oh have yeah. you washed
3: it yeah exactly <laughs> like, my daughter wanted me to pick her up the other day and I'm just like, you're too big, mate. Like, I yeah. can't do it. And she's my youngest. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh.
1: I know. I'm not going to,
3: like, pick her up again.
1: I know. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. I know.
3: heartstrings, eh? Hey? <laughs> can't, like, scoop yeah. them up and sit on the lounge and make them into a ball because they're just all these, like, long arms and legs. Long, and yeah, they're like, all oh! limbs at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, Absolutely. though, because, like, it gives you that different perspective and I think... I think sometimes that's what parents that come to us can really appreciate because they, I think a lot of times they see that in our work as well. Um, As the passion grows, as as your kids get older, as you said, like you, you, (laughs) I think that all the time too, when I'm making a film for a family, like just wait, just wait, not, not till you see this, but like, five years from now mm-hmm. when you watch this again
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah even six months 12 months like even I've noticed just like to really zoom out on my behavior with inner shoot has changed I, I know when I was young maybe it was an energy thing too who knows but I was very like I was very the clown mm-hmm. like trying to kind of bring things out and make kids laugh all the time and mm-hmm. and now I just feel like I'm very hmm, like what's gonna happen here mm-hmm. like what's your dynamic like and and I it's okay to not have them even having fun all the time because that's Mm. not reality either and Mm. and I just I'm so much quieter um than I was and and I think that's experience too of just kind of going um I just want to I don't want to be the main character at this shoot I just kind of want to well I definitely direct and I'm probably direct way more than a lot of people do Mm. but I um, yeah, my approach has even changed just with mm. experience and I guess maturity, and then understanding that not every like every time I look back at a shoot, I've got different favorites.
4: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'll know that I'll go in and I'll edit my favorites, and then I visit revisit a shoot and I find all this stuff, and yeah. it's never the typicals. Yeah. I go, oh my gosh, she doesn't do that face anymore. She doesn't pull that silly face anymore. That's why even when kids like when I play a game about making funny faces. Um, I still want to capture a couple of those because it's like Mm -hmm. they're just it's a type of face they'll never do again and so I think yeah I think the um, imagery uh, film of your children is going to be appreciated in a different way as they grow and and then as I grow as a photographer um, the way that I approach it is also different so there's growth in all elements but yeah yeah, so aside from photography I also teach but it's, which is another huge passion of mine.
2: Yeah, um, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, well, I've—I mean, I've always wanted to end up in that position. Mm. Um, I hoped to that. I focused on my business for such a long time, but it was always in the pipeline because when I was in studios, I always ended up in a managerial, leader, training mm. position. Mm um in every role I did even way back when I was folding underwear at best and less I would always end up as like the service supervisor you know with all the rattling keys like service supervisor to register one and down should come (laughs) like 16 years of age like so important and so I was always like always kind of reached for the next step and what else can I do I'm here now like how how much can I can I kind of climb up a little so obviously when that um played out in the studios I was teaching people to shoot I was teaching people sell I was teaching all elements of that so I really loved it and I didn't have the best teachers when I was starting my Mm. teachers were to the point but ruthless a lot of fear-based um teaching yeah. Um, so I knew there was a better way to do that because then when I had them one-on-one, I wasn't teaching like that, but getting really great results. And I thought, you don't have to teach people like that. You can yeah. actually like really love and foster them and give like honest feedback and support them. Yeah. So I hoped one day I'd be able to do that on a bigger scale. So um, it's been about two years now that I've been doing starting off with like one on one Zooms to like group Zooms and then in person experiences, retreats and workshops.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that has been a, a really fulfilling mm. um part of my experience. I guess as uh I, as I said, I, I have no I have no vision of giving up the camera, however, the two go so well hand in hand in terms mm-hmm. of diversifying my year and my output um yeah. so it's been that's been a real joy
0: yeah yeah that's awesome I I feel very strongly in the same way about just like the style of teaching and sort of what was available when I first started and mm-hmm. it kind of I'm so just like do what works for you like try lots of things experiment lots of ways um but I, sometimes I think especially in the early days is very black and white it was very like you have to do it this way and you have to do this and it's like no um there's so many different ways to do things so that's amazing and it's such it gives such a great insight to who you are as a person and as a teacher um I know that's something that I really appreciate when I'm looking for someone to learn from is just that sort of approach to things being a little bit more um Relaxed and less rigid and strict, um, but one of the things that we are the most excited about for you coming on as a teacher to unfiltered is the way that you've grown your business and built your brand as well and I think this is something that is so hard for creatives like to like you can shoot and you can edit, but there are so many amazing photographers. fail at the business side of things because like there's I mean there's a plethora of reasons but a lot of times you know it's not getting the right support not knowing what you need to do from a business point of view like what do I need to have in place how can I how can I grow my business um you get there's so many um it's very noisy out there in the world of business like what advice should you follow things like that so it's been really for me like inspiring to watch you grow from um the business that you had i would say like you've really taken off in probably like the last 5 years or so would you like agree like just it, it yeah. feels like you've really skyrocketed um and i think a lot of that is you it's like you showing up it's you um you know, putting your face forward, but I know that you have a very business mind like that comes and I feel like that comes naturally to you, but you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. That's what it seems like. Um, do you have like a background in business? Have you had support from someone else? Like, where do you feel like, like, where has that come from for you? Um, does it come naturally?
1: Does it come naturally? I think it does because you get to a point where some people try to ask you to explain things and you can't, and I think that's when you know it's inherent.
4: Mm.
1: Now, however, you can then observe results and then create formulas off the back of that, which is kind of what I've done with my education is gone okay, as we were saying before, there's so many ways to mm. like, you know, um, do one thing, Right. but especially for beginners just having some like structure helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like that's where I, I can I provide a lot of value. I know there's a lot of people doing um just like, you know, fly on the wall shoot things where there's few people in my industry that sit down and go, right, this is how we can actually you can walk away today and probably have a better of business after it. So I've been able to kind of zoom out and go, okay, what is it I do that has the most impact? But I think there's been other things for sure. I think for me working in studios old mm. school. Yeah. As like brutal as it was. Yeah. There is a side to me that has done me a lot of favours, which is my work ethic. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily, oh, she's born for business. It's like I have a really good work ethic mm. and I do not give up easily. <laughs> so I stayed in environments way longer when I was in a position of like the highest staff turnover. Yeah. I just stayed and I dug my heels in and I'm like, I am. there was no university for us. Yeah, There was nowhere else to learn if right. I was going to leave well, I can leave because I'm not being treated well, but what will I then learn? I learned all the things not to do. So it was kind of learning in reverse. So I was like, okay, I'm seeing people crying here. They're leaving. They're getting fired. They're like, okay, so what would I do? Like how could I retain staff? Or how would I speak to my staff if I had them? It's like the opposite of that.
4: Mm. Okay.
1: You know, they, this happened and that happened and I can see all we get, we get so many complaints. We get so many upset clients. We get husbands coming in, like screaming at us. So like that never felt right. And it never sat right in my value system. Uh, So I queried, okay, well, what, what could we have done to still like, you know, make money and be successful, but have people come back because Mm. getting new clients was just always the chase.
4: Mm. And
1: I knew I didn't have that in me. I didn't want to be cold calling people. And I just, I just wanted to be magnetic rather than chasing all the time. So I guess over my, over the years, like no kids, just, I was young. I started in there when I was like 18, 19 into my early twenties. And I just watched I watched, I got paid next to nothing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. chasing the money. I thought this is invaluable experience. I actually can't buy this anywhere. So Mm -hmm. I'm sticking it out. So I think my work ethic like played, like definitely served me very well in those environments. So I kind of learned that way a lot of the time. Um, Probably a little bit by osmosis with my dad. He's always had his own business um, and businesses. He's been in partnerships and on his own. And whilst I've never really sat down and been like, teach me about business.
2: Yeah.
1: There was definitely things that I noticed with him growing up and like his likability. And I was like, why doesn't my dad ever sit in an office? Why is he always out to coffee? And I learned it's about the people, right? So yeah you your relationships my dad knew people for like 40 years like he was having coffee with the same guy every Friday at the same place at the same time for like 25 years and he had a contract with that guy for all that time and you know so every time like you know things came up for tender he always got it even if he charged more because he had these relationships and I just noticed the way of what work looked like for him versus, yeah. I guess, other people's dads, um, and thought, yeah, wow, that's that's cool. That's cool that you get to do what you're really good at. And I saw his superpower. But my dad had a, to put it into perspective. My dad had a contract cleaning company, but he just like felt like well I'm sure he would just die if he heard me say it'd be like it's not all that Sophie but I felt like wow you don't actually clean anything you just have coffees like that's kind of how it seemed to me right so hopefully he does not listen to that but I I I, I guess what I'm saying is it, it taught me it is way and I, I hate the phrase it's it's who you know but it's mm. not who you know it's who you who you foster mm. yeah. um and and I just was when I got into business I gosh I just took that so seriously and I had someone who picked up my work in he was down um in a completely different part of Sydney he found my work he was closing down his portrait side and all of a sudden I started to get all these recommendations from this person I didn't know and they'd be like so and so so -so." anyway so I made um sure that I reached out and I was like you know I wanted to let you know that I've got so much work from you and I need your address and like I sent him and his wife a Christmas gift and some like movie tickets for his kids and I was like this is like a relationship because you have you know and I feel like that sort of stuff is is what I've learned. It's what mm. I've watched, and I've gone, those are the things, like as silly as it seems, or as small as it might seem, they are the things that really help you along the way. Because if you're grateful, and um, you make sure that you show up for other people and you're available for people and you help other people, it always seems to come back to you. Mm, yeah. So I guess they were like, when it comes to like, oh, you know, the lessons, I think that's really what it was. And and I think that's always served me well um, and making sure that I then show up. And obviously my dad did not have Instagram. He wasn't talking to a screen, <laughs> but I have no doubt if he did and he was 30 kicking off his business, he would. Yeah. Absolutely. My dad yeah. would be going live on the daily. He just <laughs> He's just charismatic and people like to listen to him and be around him and he has a way of bringing people together and speaking where people understand and, and he's got a really good sense of humour. So I think... Oh, um, Sophie,
0: you, like, have just described yourself.
1: Oh, God. Oh, again, my dad would be like, she doesn't tell any jokes. <laughs> So it's, yeah, I think it's those things to be honest. Yeah. Like now I'm forgetting the question.
0: Because this no, is what I do. I just, that really but it's, makes so yeah. much sense mm. because I think, and I see this in the way that you have grown your business and the way that you have specifically kind of grown online and social media, it's relationships. It's yeah. so clear, like it's relationship yes. building essentially. Um, And I think that sometimes people can get a bit caught up in like chasing the numbers or like the statistics and the views and the likes and all of that. And I feel like maybe, and maybe you do a little bit of like noticing those things. I don't know. I don't know that back end of your business, but from the outside, what it seems like to me is that it's just very genuine and you genuinely believe in the things that you say and the, and that everything that you are doing is really coming from a place of genuinely wanting to help people and building relationships with it, with your community online. It doesn't feel like any of it is with the intent of growth. And I think that it just, it comes across so effortlessly and and i think that really like when people try and ask maybe what the secret formula is is it's not so much about all of that it's just about that authenticity that genuine like desire for wanting to build relationships
1: yeah absolutely and i think it's tapping in and figuring out like what is your
0: mm. superpower
1: everyone mm. has something different to offer and i know there's some people you know in in or out of the industry Irrelevant, but mm. people that I follow on Instagram, and I'm like, it is perfectly suited to them to be more elusive and mm-hmm. like not talk. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually don't even know what they look like, but it's like perfectly their brand. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. go, oh my gosh, like if they jumped on it, would be weird. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like that's the intrigue. So mm-hmm. it's not about going. You have to right. do this framework. It's right. like, but don't do it if it's not you, because. Yeah. Not everyone can do that. Right. Um, And for some people that's going to create like massive anxiety or like right. whatever it is. And that's not to say that it wasn't, e- it was easy for me to just jump on. Like yeah. when I started talking to my phone, like what a weird yeah. thing to do. <laughs> I saw an opportunity when stories came out and I didn't have anyone to look at and go, oh, they're doing it. It's worked. It's this mm-hmm. thing that is definitely going to work for me. It wasn't like that. So I think, guess I guess touching on like, coming from a place of just being authentic I just saw it Mm. as another way or a really really unique opportunity to talk to people Mm -hmm. um that we hadn't had before yeah um so it was either lives or you know posts at that point so I was like oh this is cool because what I liked about it is that they expired anything permanent yes always felt a bit for me like a live mm-hmm. that was fully saved it's like what did sophie say in may 2021 and like it's mm-hmm. i don't know i was just a bit like mm, not really ready for that so the stories were great because i'm like if it didn't if it didn't sound great if it didn't work quote unquote like not that i wanted anything to be anything with a particular outcome because at that point it was really experimenting right yes but i assumed if i could talk directly to my clients in a way that they could get to know me yeah rather than just by you know writing and if I'm going to go into education if people figure out they like me as a person
4: mm-hmm. then
1: they're probably more inclined to book education with me mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than turning up to education and going I can't even stand this woman's voice yeah I don't like her values yes. or what the fuck is she doing with that baby? Like, I don't know what, you know, like I have been in that position and gone, actually, when I stepped back, I knew nothing about that person and the way that they worked. Mm -hmm. I saw their Mm -hmm. photos, but the way they got there, did it align with me? I've got no idea. Whereas I feel like opening myself up, not to my clients and because this is twofold. I don't have two pages. So I'm kind of talking to two audiences all the time.
0: Yeah, I was Um, just about to ask about that.
1: Yeah, and I toyed with the idea, but I just, I, I love how, my clients are so invested in my other side as well. but like mm-hmm. they actually are my biggest cheerleaders. So I just kind of ended up leaving it as one page. But um, yeah, so there, and, and, and because then my education team, like followers or, you know, mentees also get to see the way I kind of relate to my clients. But mm. I've had, I, I guess the, the result of showing up in that way has been, has surpassed what I ever thought mm. it would be uh the wildest moments are when someone says to me I just never ever want, wanted photos done but I just kind of booked it so I could hang out with you yeah. I'm like <laughs> what wow I never ever would have thought yeah I'm going to jump on stories and people are just going to hang out with me and give me their money because like I'll make it more about me than the photos like that was <laughs> never I would never ever in my yeah. wildest dreams think I could convince someone to have photos just because they think I'm cool, like a nice mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of come to that point where they're like, oh, I just started following you and my friend told me that you talk a bit about parenting a little bit, so I kind of followed along. And then, and then I realised, oh, my God, if I don't have photos of my child's foot, I'm going to die. So that's kind of, I guess, taking yeah. um, uh, my, the most important thing for a sustainable business for me has been taking something that is not necessary and making it a necessity yeah Mm. yeah so that's kind of been I guess my driver of my brand because true or not I was told so much when I was younger that you'll never make a living out of this Uh uh-huh you know and especially when digital photography came out it was like oh well now what are you gonna do (laughs) it's like when it's actually been the opposite yeah Yeah. and it's now completely opposite like imagery is like more valuable than ever currently that mm. is in my belief. So, yeah, so interesting um, tool, the, mm. the social media and trial and error as well as, you know, just a clear vision of wanting to A, make sure people are capturing their babies frequently because I'm a photographer mm-hmm. and B, making sure that people starting businesses and um, particularly females in this industry don't feel alone. Mm. Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of like my, that's just like the format of starting out.
0: Yeah. I and think it's that's just them. kind of
1: grown from there.
0: Yeah. And that's really clear in everything that I've seen on your feed. I'm curious about how you felt when they introduced Reels.
1: Yeah. I am not um, offended. Like people are really offended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have, I've, I'm 38, I'm a 39 this year the only thing that's certain is change. Uh-huh. And we know yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like nothing is ever going to stay the yeah. same. Gotta adapt. And the other thing I was sort of surprised at was that the people that were most pissed about reels were the creatives. Whereas yeah. I was like, we have the biggest advantage because we're creatives. Mm-hmm. So it's time to just get creative. Mm -hmm. Like imagine if you were like someone who didn't even know how to take a decent video or photo on your, like (laughs) they're lost. We have the biggest leg up on socials anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they change the game a bit, we're still, I've found each change, I feel like all well, photographers or videographers,
4: mm-hmm.
1: creatives in general, still ahead because they can think outside the box. But then I found like, wow, they're actually really offended. Mm-hmm. Um, because why is that? I feel, uh, I think because creatives love to be seen as really unique and like edgy and maybe Mm. reels felt at the beginning felt cringe and tacky Mm. where it was like that just because people are selling stuff and they're doing lip syncing or whatever yeah um, it's okay and it's also okay to play around with that too
4: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: between creative reels and like showing your face or whatever Mm -hmm. it is but Mm -hmm. um, yeah it was interesting I felt I was like no definitely not offended by it yeah. Um, and definitely believe and have proof that stagnant images, like good ones,
2: yeah.
1: are still great yeah. on socials. Yeah. Absolutely will still perform mm-hmm. as long as they're good imagery. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I love to encourage people to get a bit more creative with their captions, but I've had a, a post like in the, only in the last couple of weeks that outperformed so many of mine and it was like pretty much a happy Friday, like a really <laughs> like lame <laughs> caption and yep. one single photo. And I almost never post just one single photo and that's like outperformed my, so many of my um, posts in the last six months.
4: So to say
1: that it's to, to get cranky at something. And I think that, you know, the algorithm at Instagram is, is its own business. So there's Mm -hmm. ebbs and flows and there's learning happening all the time there too. It's always changing too. Always changing. So I think, yeah, you just got to lean in and and I think um, people can get really scared and annoyed by it, but I mean, I was I was doing letterbox drops mm. and reels are better than that. <laughs> so take my word. <laughs> if you wanted to go back to doing letterbox drops, just because, you know, that whole hand in paper is like the old, you know, back in my day, it's like, nah, you gotta adapt,
0: you know. <laughs> I love that. Um taking you back to like sort of the beginning, how long do you feel like it took for you to feel like things are picking up you're getting momentum like going from that sort of beginner what am I doing am I doing the right things to like things are good like getting to that kind of point where your brand was felt solid to you and felt like it was in a really good place how long do you think that took you
1: hmm. yeah it's like this is a really interesting question because by comparison, I sort of think of it like raising kids. Mm. Like at each stage, my brand was exactly where it needed to be mm-hmm. for that time in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So when my brand was younger and felt probably, it probably felt more local. Mm-hmm. Uh, and less professional Mm
4: -hmm.
1: it was when I was had two babies at home and of course I like didn't have good systems but I was you know obviously shooting and people were loving their work and it felt different and so my brand was was looser and more casual and I was really sort of it was word of mouth so people were quite local to me and I guess yeah that brand was different to what it is now but it was exactly the brand that I like was servicing the people at the time and, and where I was at in my life so as my gram my brand grew over time, um, and I had more capacity and more energy and was ready for that growth and my brand grew and to a point now like it by comparison is probably considered within our industry, like a I, I am known globally mm. to a degree in a lot of different countries know me, which is weird. Mm. But and that's the brand that I'm I need now to service what I have. So right. staff and a studio yep. and and education so but I think it, it's it's all where you're at at the time mm-hmm. and you can't skip the steps mm-hmm. and each each part is is what you have to deal with like if, if I just was like new photographer fresh out of the gates here's my business it's just too much there's yep. like you know you it's skills you're learning along the way so, mm. so um I, I yeah to say where did I think like when did I feel like it was right it was just kind of right all along but I think when I began to outsource was when I felt that I could grow with yeah. confidence. yeah so my head was above water because I yeah. had help yeah uh, but it's kind of like, you know, when, you ha- when you're raising kids and each time you're like, oh, I just really can't wait for them to walk. I just want mm-hmm. them to be able to eat on their own. I want them to stop wiping their bums or like yep. whatever. Each stage is just long enough that you'll miss it. Yeah.
2: Because
1: yeah. if it was any longer, you'd be like, oh, just yeah. kill me. But yeah. it's always long enough. It's always the right stage. It's always just enough. It's always ready for the next bit. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that's with your business and your brand as well. So there's no rushing. And I think if you mm-hmm. rush, you miss the lessons. Yeah. But probably for me, when I felt like I could go, Okay, I think I'm good in terms of I'm pretty sure I'll be booked and I don't have to
4: mm-hmm.
1: worry. Um, was probably, yeah, about four or five years ago.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, um, when I felt like I had the air energy to then kind of mm-hmm. prepare my audience for education launch
2: because mm-hmm.
1: I put a lot into that like years
0: yeah before
1: yeah. I like bit the bullet yeah and was like now I'm gonna drop it on really them was. Um, I love because that I wanted answer. that relationship
0: yeah. yeah and I love that answer because you know what I find that I see a lot of times is photographers Will, um, they want to get all of the branding and like their, the business stuff kind of looking really professional before they're shooting, before they really put themselves out there. They're like holding back from doing that work to sort of wait for everything to be perfect. And I'm always encouraging them to just be shooting and because so many things are going to change the more clients that you work with the better your systems are going to get and the more people that you work with the better your shoots are going to be the more prepared you're going to be the the better your questionnaires are going to be the and then that's when you sort of sort of like find your voice and your style and your branding then that's all really connected so the fact that your answer was really like everything was perfect for the time that it was and what it meant to be is so in line with that. It's just don't rush it and, and really just be kind of continue to shoot, continue to do that work, continue Absolutely. to, to show up and do all of that without Yeah, like, get out doesn't. there and
1: start building those relationships with mm, clients because mm. my little $5 Etsy logo was just fine how she was, you know, exactly. and it yes. was not about definitely not about that but but I, I hear that all the time too and yeah. I have that oh yeah no I'm about to launch I'm like launch what no one even right. knows yeah and, oh. like exactly. you're yeah. not launching anything just put it Get out, there. out there and start <laughs> doing the work yeah what do you like you 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 I think there's like that ego sometimes attached to oh then I'm gonna come out and ever and and then they go oh shit like no one's right doing yeah. it. like no one's reacting to me everyone wants everyone yep. to react to you and tell you your grade and every gallery has to be like oh, you're amazing and if yeah. it's not it's like oh my god you know it's just like we all start somewhere
2: yeah
1: and the uh, the the i i just believe that people that want all the ducks in a row are just it's they're hiding behind what they yeah. feel is perfectionism and it's Really, just like a form of procrastination, um, keeping them from rejection.
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
3: It's a fear of, you know, not getting it right straight away. Um, yeah,
1: and and that's the thing is like in my education, I'm always saying, you know, how many times Ash and like Ashworks is my full time employee, how many times we sit together and change like the whole thing, (laughs) you know? And I come in, I go, well, and I've got an idea, and Ash is like, oh, Jesus. Oh, she goes again.
3: You're describing us. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, no, this isn't working. Or just simple things like questionnaires. Like people say, well, do you have a questionnaire? I go, yeah. Well, what are all your questions? It's like, but my clients are different to your Uh client. Don't ask, don't ask questions. Like your client, your questionnaire would be so different to mine. Yeah. Because you don't need to ask questions just for the sake of asking questions because then you're just wasting people's time so yep. you have to think about what do I actually need to know yes to mm. prepare myself to shoot these people mm-hmm. and for some people it'll be a lot for me it's very little because mm-hmm. I can talk to anyone like right. I just and I find if I have too much information I I have a really poor memory. Yeah. So then I feel like I've asked you all this stuff and I should know it. So I'm Uh actually setting myself up for failure (laughs) doing that. So I'm better fresh. So maybe when someone sees my questionnaire, they're like, oh, is that it? Because I had this other photographer. She had three pages. I'm like, because we're different. Right. So, um, but you don't know that until you start. And so then you go to a shoot and you go, oh, they really like wore a lot of blue and I hate editing blue. Mm
4: -hmm. So now
1: I need to tell my clients Mm. I don't like shooting blue, so that's that's important. But, yeah. like, now I need to tell them this or now I need to ask them this. Oh, shoot, right. I went to the beach and then, you know, like the, the you know, the kids are allergic to salt water. Ah, oh, I need to okay. ask them. <laughs> are there any, you know, so these things come up over time. Yeah. Mm. And they're different for everyone because some people, someone that lives in the middle of Australia that's, like, you know, five hours from the local beach doesn't have to worry about that.
0: Exactly. So,
1: yeah, I think it's just, like, dive in dive in and yeah. work it out yeah. Yeah. Um, and just shoot as
3: much as you can yeah to the learn learning is those in that. Things yeah
1: and yeah that and the type of clients you attract are different as well so mm-hmm. my client base is going to be so different to someone else's um and do your clients need a lot of need or like a lot of hand-holding mm. it's very different I've booked photographers before um so many photographers because I get my family captured all the time um and everybody has a different way of doing it
2: yeah
1: um and and you sort of think yeah that's really different to me but it doesn't mean anything's right or wrong in Absolutely. what we do yeah. yeah
0: yeah um what do you feel like i just kind of I guess on the topic of what people should sort of know and what people think they know or want think they want I guess is a better way of putting it as a um a newish I would say like first second year in photography What do you feel like maybe a misconception is about building your brand that they might have?
1: Uh, Yeah, that it needs to be separate to you, that Uh it's, I mean, this is going to be, everyone has a different opinion on this, but I just don't think in the industry industry that we're in that your brand is separate Mm -hmm. to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to be different. brand is a reflection of you people need to know I think the the biggest thing I've learned is that people are so comforted by the fact that they feel into whatever degree that is they feel they know me before they turn up
4: mm-hmm. so there's yeah. so
1: many walls that are broken down for people mm-hmm. um the feedback from that could be anything but like ranging from I know that your little one's a bit of a challenge so I thought you might be able to deal with my little nightmare <laughs> to I feel like you could talk to my husband well because you've got a bit of a like yeah. you know you're a bit cash or yeah. easy to easy to speak to us so I I just know that my husband hates photos but I feel like you could get him to do it <laughs> yeah um, so things like that I think branding isn't a logo and a website and a professional voice and a, I'm going to jump on Instagram and say rephrased all the things that someone else has said because it's worked for them. Mm. Branding now is front-facing whether you like it or not. Most people don't even know what my logo looks like unless they email us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's got to be, you've got to get in front of it. Uh, and I think that's the biggest difference between a creative that's a creative and a beautiful photographer and someone who is going to have a successful business yeah getting out of your own way stepping forward and ex- and understanding that um but as we said before in your own way mm. stepping forward for your own brand doesn't have to be getting on instagram and talking to people or um it's just got to be true and reflective of you
4: yeah
1: uh, so i think that's probably the biggest misconception it's like okay this week i'm going to work on branding and it's like straight to the pen and paper the canvas, the Mm -hmm. And I'm so sloppy with that sort of stuff too. So that's why I know it doesn't matter. Like I have lots of people that I follow and I go, fuck your slides are like so together. But I just can't do that because first of all, I hate using Canva from my phone. And second of all, I don't sit at a computer for very long at all because that's not my, I can't, I'm not built for it. So if I'm just going to get content out constantly and be there, doing those things that I want to do, educating my clients and supporting mm. photographers. I just have to get over that and just I go straight into create and I type and I sometimes it's always a different on and whatever. Like it doesn't, you know. But then I guess like people would also kind of go, Oh, like she's her brand is so polished or so like it mm. is in a way, but then mm. I just don't let that I don't let that also don't let that get in my way. Yeah. Like I'd rather put it out there than it'd be perfect.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think, what is so interesting and fascinating, because exactly what you said, like branding is not just your logo or your website, like it's you, it's showing up and and all of that is so consistent in your, on your socials at least. And so I don't think that the graphic design side of it matters at all. And so um, I think that's a really great thing for a lot of people who are out there thinking I'm not good at graphic design. So how can I like I I can't I can't move forward without. Hiring a graphic designer. Oh, I need to hire someone to do, like, you can hire people to do those things. But if you're just starting out and you don't have the money for it, you can create a website very simply. It does not have to be perfect and it does not yeah. have to be done by a graphic designer or a website designer or anything like that. So, no. Um,
1: and I think like, it's just like a one page landing page to legitimize yourself right when people want that like second step you know it's like they go on socials but then they'll go on your website if they're like if they're looking to book they just want that next step Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: so definitely just like a landing page a bit about you an image of yourself so they know who they're meeting
2: yeah
1: um all your images are on socials so i feel Mm -hmm. like website's more like the deep dive info like
2: yeah what am i up
1: for yeah like where are you located like things like that but yeah it definitely doesn't need to be and the thing is it's like everything everything can be changed Mm -hmm. so you're not tied to it that's right you can change it tomorrow or you can update it tonight when the kids are down yeah but you're actually better off putting it up in the morning and just having something there Mm
4: -hmm. so
1: um understanding that everything's especially now because you can buy these templates that you drop in i mean yes lord do you remember doing your first website oh my god yeah
0: yeah, we were, hours and
1: hours. I mean, it's so hard. And like even even for me now, like I got my website kind of put together, mm-hmm. but then I can go in and edit it. And if I can mm-hmm. go in and edit it. Mm-hmm than anyone can and it it just sees (laughs) templates they just drop in and you buy them and you download them and you drop them in somehow and like wow that is such a an amazing resource Yes, um canva's amazing oh
0: my god i feel like canva is a complete game changer like game changer and uh, everything i used to do in photoshop before
1: (laughs) oh i know (sighs) so painful so painful and then you'd export it and be fuzzy like fuzzy. (laughs) oh the wrong bloody you had to be a genius like a a photoshop not just photoshop photoshop genius to be able to put out a flyer yeah um yeah yeah. so I think now there's like the resources available for I mean there's some things that I feel for for starting out photographers challenges that we didn't have but I think overall they are resource rich Mm -hmm. and um like you can start a photography business with a camera and a laptop and that's pretty that's a pretty cheap business just to to start
0: yeah 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 so okay last question for you before we wrap things up what is one thing that you wish you knew when you first started that you feel like might have helped you at that time if there was anything, like one thing that you wish you knew when you began?
1: Oh, there's, there's a, a lot of things. But I think um, understanding that the most valuable investment you can make is outsourcing the stuff that you don't want to do. Mm. Um, having so- someone else in your business that takes on the tasks that don't suit you.
2: Yeah.
1: um I I believe is the key to longevity yeah um and avoiding burnout yeah so being honest with yourself um because I, I mean I I've had multiple times of burnout and multiple times of wanting to throw it in the towel and burn it all to the grounds like I've had so many of those um but it was never the shooting that did that to me yeah yeah Yeah. Never. It was the editing. It was the back end. It was the questioning myself. It was the socials. It was the, all the things. Um, I could shoot all day and I still do. I mean, people, I just get multiple messages all the time going, how many, how do you still do so? How do you do so many shoots? How? I know everyone's capacity is different. My capacity for shoots is large. I just am so happy doing it. Um, But what pulls you back from that capacity is when you have to do everything else.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: so now, obviously, I don't have to do everything else. So I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? I may as well do another shoot. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I really wish that I had perhaps the resources that you mm. and I offer
4: mm. of
1: going and sitting and listening to someone say. Yeah, definitely do that because everyone at the time that I was doing it was just still like doing everything for themselves. I didn't have that person to go, oh, well, she did it and Mm -hmm. it was the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have that. So, um, yeah, the rest of everything aside from shooting and big picture stuff, like I'm really good at the vision um, and I'm strong on socials and I'm really good in my shoots. Uh, everything else challenges me in a negative way. So Mm -hmm. like I said, sitting at the computer, I get anxious. I feel very square peg round hole in front of Mm a computer for a long period of time. Um, If I had have invested in it sooner, could I have avoided burnout? Highly possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would have been able to grow in a smarter way. Mm. Um, and I would have been training people from a place of growth instead of a place of panic. Because by the time I did put people on, it's like this better fucking work. Like, like you know. like <laughs> you gotta get and it. Right there. Like, yeah. And it was it made it hard because anyone who's ever tried to outsource editing, I feel like everyone does the same thing. Everyone tries one person is too hard and then they go, I tried and it didn't work. Yeah. And I totally get that because I I went through multiple people. Um And I I sort of left it alone for a big period of time in between. But then I just got to the point where it's literally, I just don't think I can do this for a long term if Mm. I'm still doing the editing. Like it's, that's going to be what kills me. So um, that gave me the motivation to go again. But that's a a relationship building experience over time.
4: Mm. Um,
1: And no one wants to hear it, but you will be paying for editing that you will be redoing for many, many, many months. Yeah. And that's a normal part of the process. Yeah. Um, but as soon as people feel like, oh, I'm redoing it and I've paid that person, mm-hmm. this isn't worth it. Whereas mm-hmm. it's actually, it is worth it. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: it is a hundred percent worth it because yeah. if you're wanting to do this long-term, it's just a necessary evil. So, I think when I was doing that, it was stressful because I was like, I really need this to work now rather than coming from a place of going, okay, where do I want my business to be in five years? Whether or not I had the work, it was like, where do I want it to be in five years? And what do I need to do to get there? Could I put someone on or get someone to just do a contract basis editing for me once a week and just kind of get them good so Mm -hmm. that by the time, as I get busier, they are on my path. Mm -hmm. um that would have been I know that's so easy to say in hindsight but um it's that yeah that would have changed the game for me early on
0: Mm. that's such great insight thank you for that because I think there's probably a lot of people listening who are in that sort of third maybe fourth year of their business who is really feeling that right now I know myself like I find it really hard to do more shoots or as many as what I know that I could book because of the video editing like it is a killer but it is very hard to let that go I think it's much harder to let that go than it is to let go of the photo editing Um, just because so much of the video editing is like your creative soul pouring into that film as well
1: yeah totally Um, and
0: I think that it's it's, you've got two choices
1: when you're in that position it's like okay this is my creative soul what's that worth mm. or um does understanding that other people have souls (laughs) I love you you know (laughs) so people will say to me but like the way I talk to my clients and I'm like do you honestly think you're the best communicator because if you think you're the best at everything then like where did you come from and and I think
3: learning that there are other people out there who are actually like if they're really good at that like I work for another photographer I do a lot of their back end and whatnot and I mean we're totally different people but I know when it comes to communicating with clients in an email way or whatever like I'm really good at doing that and doing yeah, that in a way her. that you can works say that <laughs> we Yeah. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's why I'm that's doing it. it for her. And because yeah, exactly. she's so much
3: better at the other things. Yeah. Why should she be spending her time? Because now she can spend more time shooting than trying to mm-hmm. reply to a bunch of emails
1: every day. Yes. And admins a huge one for me because um the thing is when you've when you're a buy appointment business as well, so you've got scheduling. Mm you are going to have changes to the schedule, Mm -hmm. right? So you're going to have have shuffling happening. Now, in my experience, things like that can show up in your shoot negatively. Mm. If you are dealing with someone who is constantly moving things or changing things or not communicating with you well, what I've found has been a huge thing in my business is that I just turn up now, I've got no idea what happened. I don't know how many times they've rescheduled, how many times they've asked questions, how many times
2: they've
1: pushed Ash to like, or, you know, done something maybe a little inappropriate, like sent a text message at 10 o'clock at night or I don't know anything. Yeah. So I just turn up. Every shoot's like clean slate. Right. And so I don't take any negative energy into my session. Yeah. And then I will do the shoot and then after she'll be like, how did it go? And I'm like, yeah, it was fine. Why? she's like, oh, and she'll (laughs) tell me then maybe. But but I go, oh, wow, because if I hadn't known that, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, oh, you're a bit annoying, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I find it really hard to capture um, people from a real like blank slate openness mm-hmm. if they have caused grief or mm-hmm. difficulty yeah. prior. Mm-hmm. So having someone doing your admin and like that boundary trust mm-hmm. that Ash doesn't burden me with certain things, because that's why my like, I she that's why I have her. Mm -hmm. Um, is a really, really, really good relationship for us. Um, and she understands that those sorts of things. So I just see my schedule, and I'm like, I see sometimes I jump on, and there might be things changing, um, or whatever, but I don't know the reasons why, and I don't ask why. Or sometimes I do, I go, Oh, I thought I had an outdoor shoot like next Wednesday. She's like, Yeah, yeah, it's moved. Um, yeah, you know, okay. do you want me to fill it or do you want to like take the yeah. night off or whatever? But there's no details. There's no, oh, my God, well, she told me that blah, blah, blah. Like so I feel like that's a really, for me and my personality, that's a really good um, segregation. Mm. So I think that might be something that people haven't considered um, as well. So but that definitely was something that I didn't expect but I'm very grateful for. So there's there's other people that are great, if not better, at all the things that you do. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm. Um, And I understand that there are some photographers that say, oh, I could never outsource my editing because I just love it so much. And I'm like, well, then don't. If that's part of your passion, like never do that. But there's always something else. There's always something else. Mm. And there's always a way. There's always a way. Even if, um, you know, obviously VA is a really um, popular now and much more accessible. But don't underestimate the ability to get someone to come physically to you and Mm -hmm. just pack your orders because Mm -hmm. gosh that would have been like an amazing job for me as a teenager yeah just to come and like look at prints and pack them up and take them to the post office like just Mm -hmm. to be involved I would have been that's great like hit up you know high schools and and tapes and you know it's it's there like whatever task you want done you there's someone to do it Mm -hmm. um but I think really understanding and getting out of your own way and saying, Okay, maybe I'm not the best person. And now I get people and no one ever meets Ash face to face unless we do we're doing like, you know, minis and stuff like that. She's there. But typically they don't meet her face to face. And now I like well not now, like from from very early on, um, people are like, Oh, you were so amazing. Oh, can you just tell Ash? Like she's just, you know, and I was like, I never thought that she could become her own yeah like personality within the business yeah. and now we get like thank you like gifts or letters from mentees that have come on retreats and then she gets the fucking parcel too <laughs> and I'm like who's that from and she's like oh it's just from the girl from the retreat she's you know and I was like oh like you know what I mean so yeah, I think yeah. you can just think that they fulfill a role but if you allow it you can't add the right person into your business and not them not bring their own soul, their own heartbeat, their own like lifeblood into your business and have it like flourish more. It's kind of just, yeah, impossible thing.
0: I think there is, there have been multiple times over the last five years that we've been working together, Kylie, where I would have just completely fallen apart without having her there, without having her. I mean, there's been times where I feel like I've even just like completely bounced from the business entirely because I've been so burnt out but it's continued going because of her and it's given me that space and that time to like regather myself and come back feeling fresh and anew and being able to jump back into it without feeling like I'm you know feeling completely guilty or like I've wrecked everything or that it's all fallen apart while I've been away so it has been the the very best thing that I've ever done Uh, in terms of that 100 percent Mm. yeah 100% and
1: like obviously I still have like a pretty thick schedule but there are weeks where it's like I'm just doing I'm just doing my shoots I'm going home yeah I'm shooting I'm dropping my cards in I'm going home like I just Just can't there's nothing Mm. there's nothing left for me there's no strategizing there's no like bouncing in going cool that's like yeah and then there is that where Mm. I'm like so annoying Yes. But it is it's, um, it's it is a huge relief to know that everyone's going to get their emails returned, everyone's going to yeah. get their messages returned, everyone's going to be, like, still nurtured.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, but I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to kind of do that every day. But, um, yeah, because yeah, it's a lot. Like, you give a lot in a session. Mm. Mm. There's yes. a lot of energy that is, and, and not just on the moment you arrive, but the pre- um like the lead up to a shoot preparation for a shoot the headspace you've got to get into for a shoot I spend a bit of time like managing where I'm at right before a shoot so it's um it's really good to have the support and yes like you know Ash does everything behind the scenes but totally like she's also been my friend for over a decade so Mm. I do come in and go like and fall apart
2: Mm. um
1: you know we cry we all of the things yeah um she's a huge huge support
0: yeah really really good advice for everyone and i hope that if you are here listening to this talk you have been able to take away a lot from this conversation i know that i have mm-hmm. um so thank you sophie like this just means so much to have you on here and it makes me even more excited for you to teach at unfiltered coming up in august next up uh, this year oh my god this we're yeah, really <laughs> this yeah. Year. So, it's gonna be um, here
1: before we know it
0: I know so Sophie's going to be there we can't wait to hear more from you I know that you just are a wealth of knowledge um, and experience so thank you
2: for being here
1: an absolute pleasure I'm very honored to be invited to speak and also to be on the podcast today you girls are amazing um, huge respect back to you girls as leaders in this industry and i um, grateful to be working with you this year yeah
2: awesome. all right thank you